Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Grandinetti. And today I am joined by one of my dear friends and co creators and magical unicorns on the planet, Emily Russell. Welcome, Emily. Thank you for having me. With that intro, I feel like I should have worn my unicorn <laughs> socks, but I do not have them on. But in spirit, I will, I will put them on. <laughs> you are a unicorn, regardless of what. Wait, what clothes you have on? Um, so a little bit about Emily. If you guys have not heard her on the podcast before, um, she has been an access consciousness certified facilitator since 2015 and has worked as part of the creative team of the company since 2014. Her official title is worldwide kitten herder, which means she contributes to many creations, including working with 10,000 facilitators of access consciousness around the world. And I will just add the line and so much more. Um, <laughs> Thank you for being here. I just, a little bit about M for me is, um, her tenacity, tenacity. That's not a word. Tenacity is a word. Um, and you're like <laughs> your willingness to, to go and to keep creating what you know is possible. Even when things get rocky, um, your courage has always inspired me. And I just want to say thank you for being my friend and for being somebody who contributes to so many in the world. I adore you woman. Oh man. Thank you. Can we start the podcast with tears? Yes. <laughs> is, that, is that appropriate? Yes. You know, you said that, and I'm looking at, I'm a post-it note fan. And when I sit here and do zooms, I have like a few in my sight. And one I have that has been my mantra lately is put one foot in front of the other and expect miracles. So that when you do have those days where you're like, Oh my God, or maybe it's longer than a day that has changed my world. So I'm like, if I just keep going, like with that tenacity of like, there are miracles on the other side, even when it doesn't seem like it in the moment. <laughs> I love that. And mine's a little less, um, poetic. My thing lately, <laughs> you know, Dory from, um, the Nemo movie where she's like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. That's the constant in my head. Just keep creating, just keep creating. <laughs> love that. <laughs> Um, so today we're looking at you guys, um, a conversation around like definitions and in access, we talk about how definition by definition alone is a limitation and how we get into these roles in life and definitions of who we are and how we show up and how we're supposed to show up, um, based on, you know, it could be, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. It could be, um, I'm a business owner of this, or I'm a practitioner of that and how that can start to limit what we choose or what we think we can choose because we have to fit it under one umbrella. Um, so the beauty of Emily is that she has her hands in lots of cr different creations, contributes to so many things. And she started to explore recently, um, how that even might've been limiting what she could choose to create. So I'd love to hear more about that, like awareness for you. Em. Yeah. Well, you know, when you read my bio and it is always funny, um, to see the titles or the things that we use to go, okay, especially in a bio, like, okay, how do I describe myself or what I'm doing? Um, and one of the titles you gave is which Gary Douglas, you know, the founder of access gave me several years ago when I was working with facilitators for that, 
that part of creations, you know, was like, okay, if we're going to call you the worldwide kitten herder and you know, what company gives you that as your title? <laughs> um, and right. And seemingly like, it's also quite, uh, because it doesn't really have much definition. It's like, you know, kittens, you can't herd kittens. And there's some funny gifts and things about like, you know, you pick up a little kitten, try to put it back in place and they're just everywhere. Um, which is the wonderful thing about access consciousness and like thousands of facilitators creating their own business, however that looks, which is very different. And so, um, that was like a, it is a really exciting space for me to play with inside of the company. And I also realized how much I define that role as certain things like, okay, we organize, you know, marketing campaigns. We organize Zooms with all the facilitators. There's all sorts of as like bits and pieces to so much. And one of the things that I had cut out from my world was actually going and facilitating a lot of bars classes or bars related things on my own, because it was so easy to go, well, I've got all of this going on with the company. I'm contributing to everybody else and their businesses. And that's wonderful. And then I'm busy with other, you know, being a mom, <laughs> um, my own, my own business, other parts of access. So it was so easy to go, okay, um, that's just something I'll put to the side. And in, let's see, in, was it in early this year? Um, was actually at the global bars class that, that Dr. Dane facilitated in October, I ran into a woman at the class that I had never met. And she said, Hey, would you like to come to Mexico? You know, I work with a couple organizations, um, women that have cancer, have breast cancer or are in remission. And then an, another organization with kids that have cancer and their parents, would you want to come teach them the bars? And I was just like, yes, yes. I don't, I don't know the how or the why or whatever, but yes, that matches an energy that since, I mean, really since discovering access bars, um, knowing nothing about access consciousness or anything, it changed my world so much. And I remember at the very beginning, having all these ideas of what I wanted to create with that and where I could go. And then as I started working more in that role with the company, I used being busy to like, not create that part for me, um, where it had so much joy. So she asked, I said, yes. And then we just started putting together, okay, how's translation going to go? It's in Mexico. Like, and the, that woman is such a connector and ended up getting like, I think we had 40 or so people, including doctors and women with cancer and the caregivers come to come to like a little intro class where they all got to run bars and trade. And oh my God, their receiving of access bars of asking questions was so phenomenal. I mean, I almost, it's, I was just in awe and I was in awe of like facilitating that class and the things that were coming out of my mouth and knowing what was required to hear. I mean, my mom had breast cancer and has been in remission for over 20 years now. Um, but I like had forgotten some of the things I could relate to. Um, and with the group of the kids and their parents, you know, and teaching them the, we have a kid's bars manual and going there. And, um, one of the, one of the dads asked a question, you know, we talk about the clearing statement which I know comes up on the podcast too. And he said, Hey, can that be used? Like whenever I go into the hospital, I go into like sort of PTSD shock when I hear the little like hospital machines make noises because all it reminds me of is what I've had to go through with my daughter. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly one of the ways you can use it for. And I shared my story. My daughter has, my older daughter has type one diabetes 
And I do not thankfully have a child with cancer, um, but I can relate to that, like being in the hospital and being traumatized and having these things. I'm like, yeah, I, everything that is, you know, you can just say everything that, and everything that brings up destroy and uncreate it right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys, povads and beyonds, which is the clearing statement. And his whole world changed in that moment. And then to see him and his daughter gift bars and the lightness on his face had this picture of him just like beaming ear to ear afterwards. I was just like this, like, this is, this is what I would like to do more with access bars, you know? And it's not that it's never been off the table. It was just something that I, by a definition or a role had limited myself to not including that for some reason. I, I love when you say definition by role, um, when you were saying that the part where you started to work with the company and then the moment came where you're like, yes, that thing that I was so excited about. Um, I, I wonder what you can, can shed light on or shed awareness on for those that that moment when you realize that you've cut a bunch of stuff out or stopped asking or whatever that is. Cause we do it so often, you know, in relationship where, and it's like relationship to the business or the company you're working for or whatever, but where we're like, Oh, I'm going to give this up for this, like the exchange and how we've so been taught that we can't have it all. Um, and that we have to cut things off in order to add more things. So like what questions can you offer or what tools do you use now with that as the, the hindsight awareness or what, I don't know what I'm trying to put that. Does that make sense? Like what you became aware of now? Yeah. Um, yeah. what questions and tools will you be asking going forward that has it so you can expose the other things that you may have cut out? Oh, that is such a good question. Um, one of the things like you mentioned is rather than functioning from what we have to cut out to fit in everything we think we have to do is like, what else could I add to my life? And that would truly bring me like so much joy because that, that opportunity possibility was presented. It was just like, yes, there was such a lightness to it and saying yes to things like that, that show up and not having to figure out the how yet. Like if you have a yes, like that in your world, not letting your mind give you any justification or reason why you can't do it, just saying yes. And then start going, um, adding things to your life that you get a yes for. And not buying into that lie that you have to cut out or fill your schedule up with things you think you ought to or should do. I think, and that, like you said, it happens so slowly. It's like, you don't even notice you're doing it. But one of the keys I've noticed when I've gotten to that point in various areas is like when you start to just not be as, as happy, you know, and start to go through the day a little bit like, oh, I have to do this, even for things that once maybe seemed really exciting, then that's like your biggest signal time to change. What can I add? Like, you don't have to throw everything out, but what can I add here um, from that space of those things that just light you up? I love that. What can I add to my life? Um, <clears throat> one of the things that we talk about in like all of the being you classes and such that um, we all facilitate is like having a, like being you checklist. Oh. Um, and like getting back to you, um, because I, what I know is like the routine, the mundane, the autopilot that we get ourselves in, um, we wake up one day and like you said, it's like, oh my God, I have to go to work and oh my God, you know, um, I have to do the kid thing or I have to do like whatever that, like, um, a lack of joy creates. And so I'm wondering if you can share with us, like, what is your, what is your being you checklist? Like, what do you use when you start to perceive 
that funk coming in. Um, I want to know more about Emily's checklist oh. and the smile. If you, you guys can't see her on the podcast, but she came, <laughs> she got so smiley. What is it? <laughs> well, I'm like of late, uh, that's moved to the top of the list is some of my, um, favorite Spotify playlists. I had this friend who has a magic with creating playlists for people, you know, people that just have, so she's created me a few playlists. And so recently it's been getting up, like, especially if I have a lot of computer stuff during the day where I have to be in front of zoom or whatever, getting up, putting on the playlist and dancing by myself in my room and like touching my body and like playing with my hair and like really just letting some movement and energy into my world that matches the space of me and not whatever else is going on. Um, that's what the top of my list, uh, my dog ACE, <laughs> like hanging out with him, cuddling with him to, again, like if I'm inside being like, let's go run around outside for a moment again, like get in the fresh air, like be in the sun or rain, which is pouring rain here today and has been for like a few days. <laughs> um, right. But something I think it often involves movement. And then some of my favorite, like I've been going in a dive into like new podcasts and different videos and things. Um, so like I have a list of some of my favorite, I think one of my favorite is, is it called it's one by, by Dr. Dane. I think it's called the spaces. Now it was, it's the, one of the most beautiful energetic videos and he's just talking and there's beautiful scenery, like the video footage in it is wonderful. And what if I'm having a funk. Sometimes I'll go and like replay that video, read, like sometimes sit and read one of my favorite books. And cause what I love to highlight for our listeners today is that like, we think that like, at, like, what can I add is like, you need to add some big change to your life. Like you need to change your, change your whole life, you know? And I know I used to think that for a long time, which then just dug my heels in deeper into, um, the parts of my life that I, I, didn't think could change almost like, and what you're with, with the being you checklist and what you just invited us to is it's, it's the simple things that change the energy of your day, you know, adding to your life could be adding, um, you know, like Emily just took a sip of coffee out of a really cute mug. like, it could be, you know, having a, a, a beverage that, that lights you up or that excites you, or what can you choose for you today or dancing, um, and adding the music that you love. So, um, I'm wondering now, from that place, um, what can you tell us about? I know you do the class called energy shopping and, um, I've gotten to have a taste of that class and just a taste of watching you create with what energy shopping is. Um, how does being you and energy shopping, um, well, first let's tell us a little bit about energy shopping. And then my question would be like, how does that all play together to get you to living the life that you would actually like to live and not being in the mundane or the monotony of the yeah. autopilot? Um, that's so great. And I love the universe. Cause I was literally just right before we came on this call, writing a description for, um, an energy shopping call I have next month, which is all about like, is what I'm asking for actually mine? Is it something I truly desire? Um, Cause one of the other things I would say is the question I've been asking for months now is what do I truly desire that I have not yet discovered? And it's been amazing what's shown up, what's gotten added to my being you checklist from that, what I've added to my days. So energy shopping is a way of rather than saying, I want this house, I want this car, I want this man, very specific. And you're trying to bring it in your life. 
It's more asking more undefined for energies that add to your life. Just like you'd make a shopping list going to the store. It's like being present in your life and going around the world and noticing and being aware of energies. Like it's almost like an energetic snapshot where you go that that lights me up. It makes me laugh. It makes me relax. Like I'm going to have that in my world or an acknowledgement of what is true for you. And that happens for me. Like I'll be watching a movie and there'll be like, maybe it's a 30 second scene. Um, I was on the plane recently and in the movie, there was a scene between a mother and daughter where she was like tucking her in for a nap on the couch. And I got that. I'm like, wow, that's the energy of being a mom that I why I love and chose to have kids. You know, it was just this acknowledgement of that's what's true for me and what I, the energies I love is being a mother. Or, you know, I'll see my daughter play with my dog or how she likes to go fast um, in the convertible and laugh. I'm like that energy. And you start asking for energies to your life rather than specific things. So that if you are asking for a house to show up, it's like, what are the energies of that that would contribute to you? So it's like greater, it's that house and way greater because you don't have to define it looks like X, Y, or Z. Um, and on this adventure of being you, what's funny, we're also aware of everybody else and what they're asking for and what they think would be the ideal relationship or job or car or whatever it is that sometimes we ask for things or energy shop. I don't know if you've ever had this and something shows up and you're like, huh. I'm not that excited about that. Why am I not excited about that? Or I don't even want it. Was that even mine? Like, like maybe I just energy shopped and asked for things that I wasn't even true for me, um, which is so, it's really cool to realize that as well. Cause then from that place, it's like, okay, now what else is true for me? I haven't discovered and I could ask for and explore. And it is through that real adventure of like discovering you being you. And what is that? And the energy shopping is such a unique way to find the flavors of you that don't have to match anyone else's and don't have to be defined. And with, so the adventure of being you, um, what can you share that like Emily knows about that? Cause I think that the world tells us that, um, you know, you're you because you have a name and you're awake, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, and also it has often will have a destination. Like I finally figured out who being me is. And so now I'm going to be the me that I've have found along the way. Like I have, I have arrived. I've arrived. Um, yeah. So what can you speak to with that? Um, that keeps you on the adventure of being you. Wow. Um, never, never looking at that. There's going to be an arrival point <laughs> or a destination of you and enjoying. It's like, if you were on a road trip, and maybe we've all had this experience and you're trying to get somewhere. And if you're only thinking about where you're going, it's like you miss all of the beauty along the way, the enjoyment of the ride, the enjoyment of where you might stop the enjoy, like all of that. Cause you're thinking you need to get somewhere. I think it's so easy to do that in this like personal growth or development. You know, it's like, okay, I'm just going to figure this out and get all of me. And then once I'm arrived, I can go, oh, yay. But what if there is no arrival point? But it's that constant, like allowing yourself to stop and enjoy and have pleasure every moment of every day by adding those things in that are, that are true for you, that light you up. So you don't have to, and that willingness to change, I guess, who you are then every day. Um, like if you're typically, like, typically I'm a quite a happy, bubbly person. And then when I have days where that's not it, like rather than judging myself, which is the easy choice, is going, okay, like, who am I today? 
you know, one of the questions, like what grand and glorious adventures will I have? It's not wrong. Like this is a different energy. It's still me. This is all, all, every part and piece of you every day is you now. Can you explore it even more and have fun with it? I love that you brought up the, who am I today? Um, because like, uh, on a meeting recently that we had with Dr. Dane, um, he was talking about like truly destroying and creating who you were yesterday. And the amount of relief, like to be reminded of that, um, that came through my world was like, wow, I don't have to judge myself for anything. I was yesterday. If I'm willing to, to choose that today, like I get to start fresh every day. Um, and how much more fun is it to explore something that you've never seen because it's brand new today? Um, rather than trying to uncover the pieces that didn't work yesterday so that you can get them fixed so you can get it right. So you can be you today, like all of that. Um, <laughs> and so, and I love that you brought up also like the, the, and cause I know that like being your friend, um, the uncovering of all the parts of you. And cause I've had this for me too. And watching you choose different has inspired me to, to look in places where like that bubbly, happy, joyful thing is you. And how easy it is to perceive the projection of that on you and then feel like you always have to be it or like you might let people down or you might, you know, whatever that looks like, um, and being okay to like, not be that one day or all the days that you don't want to be it. So can you explore what that that's been like for you? Because those of you who listen to this podcast that maybe just only hear the podcast access consciousness is a worldwide company that is in over 175 countries with thousands of facilitators. And so Emily is somebody who a lot of people, um, know and see on zooms and her face is on the bottom of a lot of emails. So there's that thing. She goes to a lot of classes. So people will see her at the class or see her online at the class. And, um, so, and she's all, she, for the most part is always joyful and happy and inviting. And, and is that, that kindness that people desire to receive. And it's so easy to make yourself the poster child for something. (laughs) So, um, uh, so it's like the, on that adventure of being you, it's like, not that we have to throw those parts away, um, that really are us, but how much we use them to define us sometimes. Um, and I, I don't know if that's, is that getting like, does that give you a direction? Okay, cool. Cause I would love to hear what that is for you. Like having to like, not having to, but what you chose to look at with that. Yeah. Well, I've been really looking at that a lot lately. And I think what comes up from that question is the willingness to have kindness for you and have true caring for you first and above anyone or anything else, which if you are a person, I think for a lot of us, uh, people that are caring or have a job where a lot of it is about like taking care of or contributing to other people, which we get so much fulfillment from. Um, it's easy to put that in front of caring for you. And so the willingness to actually ask, okay, what would true caring for me be here or a kindness? Like yesterday I had someone reach out and she'd reached out a couple of days in a row and just said, Hey, do you have 15 minutes? I have a lot of stuff up. I really like want to chat. And I often will respond and chat with her. And I was just in a place where I actually looked at what would be kind to me here. And I was like, okay, I have 30 minutes in my day that I could like get on a zoom call and, and like facilitator and contribute. And I, I messaged, I said, Hey, you know what? I, I really only have this 30 minutes today in between school pickups after a day of meeting. I 
I, I really can't do it today, but I'm contributing and leave me a message and let's look at another day. And we often think that's going to be received with like, oh, geez, like, the, you know, and she was so grateful and was just like, hey, contributing to you. Thank you. And we can do it another day. And it felt so good to say, like, you can say no when <laughs> when when that is applicable and you know that like, yes, you could stretch yourself and do that. But like, what if you could care for you? Sometimes that will be saying no. Sometimes it would be saying yes. You know, it's not a, a rule, but you're allowed to like, if you have caring for you, if caring for others wasn't the ultimate, you know, in this reality, it was like caring for you, then what else could you be and show up and contribute when you are nurturing you, knowing what that is for you? I love that. I, I remember the first time I, I, I don't know if it was just something that I was exploring in the moment, but it has this like, um, an awareness that will always be with me. The first time that I like did that was like, I have this time and I'm actually going to say no to this. I thought I was going to lose everything I was because saying yes and being willing to always figure it out, stretch myself, you know, was the valuable product or what I thought the me was that was received, you know, or made people like me or whatever. And I was like, wow, I'm have to be willing to let this person like not like me. And what came out of it was the exact thing that they wanted to get on and talk about was their unwillingness to basically to say no to something. Oh, and they wow. wanted me <laughs> to walk them through what <laughs> it would be like to say no. And by saying no, they were like, oh, thank you. That's all I required. Cause you just showed me what it looks like. And I was like, wow, neither one of us had to die. <laughs> I didn't just suddenly lose all of me or my choice to say yes next time. Yeah. Oh God, that's such a great example. And a great way of like, it never shows up how you think it's going to, because that is an invitation. How many people are out there not willing to say, no, that actually just doesn't work for me without even having to give a reason and justification. Um, with this girl, I was like, I just, I can't today, you know? Um, but also just like, it doesn't work for me. We're so used to like going because, because, because of this or this or this, it's like such an invitation to other people that you might not even know too. Totally. And I just had this other situation that popped in. Um, we had made some plans, like a group of girlfriends and, um, people, three women that I adore. And, uh, one of them had to change her work schedule to make this plan happen and requ like request time off. And then she went ahead and booked everything for us to go where we were going. And then at the last minute, um, plans changed. And it was like, oh, Hey, it look, looks like we're going to cancel. And she had so much co come up, but she was so brave to call me and be like, Hey, I have all this stuff coming up. And it was one of the first times that I saw myself being willing to facilitate what was up for someone with my no or my cancellation, but not have to excuse or reason and justify or anything like that. Just be like, Hey, how can I be there for you with this? No. And she walked through bravely, um, all the stuff that comes up that we're avoiding right? Like we're avoiding yep. by, by saying yes, all the time we're avoiding that other people are going to feel like they're not valuable. They're going to feel like their time's not valuable or we're, and what I, what we got to is like receiving this no actually gives her more permission to say no herself when it doesn't work for her. Um, you know, she was able to go, Oh, where are all the places I'm saying yes, just because of my point of view about like, um, being someone of your word and then not following the energy in my life because I already committed to something. Um, and so I hope our listeners can look at, listen to that too, because the person oftentimes will say, yes, you're not that person anymore. When it shows up, even if it's like a week 
(laughs) Yes, I'll go to coffee with you next week. And all of a sudden that morning, you're like, oh, wow, this isn't going to create. But if you're so committed to your word, rather than following the energy, you will block out your awareness. Oh my gosh. Is that a true story? I remember, um, doing that, like having committing to my word to meet up with a friend, uh, that then it was exactly that, that morning I was like, oh, this is really not seeming it's really heavy, but I like, it was an old friend I hadn't seen in a while. And I was going to drive into Chicago to meet her and bring, you know, bring my little babies. My kids were really little. And so I went anyway, not following the energy. This is key here. Um, you actually are aware of an energy that if you're, you don't listen to that, your mind's like, no, no, must do it. Ought to do it. Have to do it. Um, I said, yes. And so I said, yes, I got stuck in hours of traffic, which should have been an hour drive took four. got there, got my car towed, had to take my little babies to like a car impound plant on the really rough side of Chicago, had just enough cash in my wallet to pay for, <laughs> to get my car out of towing, didn't have their diapers or their snacks. Cause it got like towed with the car. I was like, okay, next time I'm going to follow the energy and my awareness and just say, Hey, today's not the day. Um, but that's, once you learn that it's a huge invitation to go next time I will say no. (laughs) Yeah. And I love how this all plays together. Right. So like in the beginning, we were talking about how, when we label ourselves or, or in this case, say yes to something, how we'll block out awareness so that we can maintain whatever the thing that we've labeled ourselves with, with, whether it's the being the person who follows through on their word, and then you you'll block out possibilities or other awarenesses because you're sticking to the plan, you know, and, um, not being in question to see what else we'll create. So I, I love it when we tie everything with a bow at the end of the podcast. Um, so, um, uh, I ask everybody I've asked you before, um, the show is called the power of being you. If you were to write the show's description, what would you tell our listeners that the power of being you is? Oh, you have asked me this before. Do not remember. Um, the power of being you God is the willingness to show up as you exactly as you are in every moment with no judgment and just going for it. And then allowing the world to shift and change around that without apology. Ooh, I love that without apology piece (laughs) and what would be so fun. And maybe I'll just do this for myself is to look at your last podcast episode and see what your answer is, because we are all so different and we're always changing. Right. Totally. And, um, and that ballsy, no, with no apology thing, um, (laughs) might be a reflection of all of your potency and choices. My love. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So if our guests want to find out what you're creating, how they can attend it, how they can touch with you, Emily does private sessions too, and classes, and she's got a telegram chat chat. Is that what they call it? Thread yes. channel, yeah. something channel um, yeah, thread. Okay. So where can they find out more? All of that is at Emily Evans, links to all of that classes. I have a monthly program called energy savant school. We do like group symphony tasters and calls and have that upcoming call and energy shopping and being an X-Men. Um, lots of stuff. Awesome. And just so you know, there's two S's and two L's in Russell. Thank you for clarifying. I always need to say that when I'm calling somewhere, Russell, two S's and two L's. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it will be in the show notes, but just in case someone's driving right now and can't look it's Emily Evans, (laughs) Russell.com. All right. Two S's, two L's. All right. Thanks. Em. I adore you so much. And, um, for everybody else, I'll see you on the next episode of the power being you. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. 
If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?